What a win. What a night. Charlie Manuel's return to the Philadelphia Phillies could not have gone better. It's all because of Charlie. The Phillies' bats get going last night in South Philadelphia down at Citizens Bank Park. An 11-1 victory against the first-place Chicago Cubs. How about it? Cole Hamill's return to Philadelphia does not go nearly as well as Charlie's does. And the Phillies have beaten a good team in a series. The series is over. They go for the sweep today. What an exciting night. <laughs> what an exciting night of baseball it was. We'll dive into it all. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, August the 15th, and we are coming off one of the best nights of Phillies baseball all season long. An offense that has been dormant, that has been struggling, that has been unable to get anything going. Last night, the first night that Charlie Manuel steps foot in that dugout as the new hitting coach of the Philadelphia Phillies, and we'll get to what Charlie had to say prior to the game and all that coming up, but the first time, the first game, the first opportunity for Charlie to make a difference, and man, did he. Every single player in the starting lineup gets a hit, including Aaron Nola. Going down the line, Reese Hoskins goes one for three with a couple runs and an RBI. He has been ice cold. Gets going just a little bit. JT Romuto two for four with a monster grand slam that made it 10 to nothing. How about Bryce Harper? Three for three with a walk. Two home runs. The second one, an absolute tank shot to right field. Harper now up to 24 home runs on the season. Starting to get going a little bit. And uh, down the line, Segura one for five. Kingery one for four. Roman Quinn one for three with a couple runs. Quinn a nice stolen base at third. A nice bunt hit. Quinn playing his best baseball as a major leaguer for sure. Cesar goes two for three. Adam Hazley one for four. Even Aaron Nola one for two with an RBI and a run scored. Everybody got involved. It's hitting season. As Charlie likes to say, and last night, oh boy, was it hitting season down in South Philadelphia. Again, an 11-1 to victory. The Phillies' bats get going early and often. It starts off in the first inning. Bryce Harper, two-run shot with Reese Hoskins on to get the game going. Second inning, the Phillies pile on two more. Aaron Knowles, RBI single, we mentioned. Then Reese Hoskins, a sack fly after that. We move on to the third inning. They tack on six more runs in the third inning as Cesar, an RBI single. Adam Hazley, an RBI single. And then that J.D. Realmuto, grand salami. And then in the sixth inning, the Phillies would tack on one more on Bryce Harper's second home run of the evening. The mammoth blast to right field. Uh, to left field, to right field, excuse me. Uh, uh, pull shot to right field, just a mammoth blast. As the Phillies would go up 11 to nothing by the six innings. Aaron Nola would give up a home run to Chris Bryant in the seventh, but that would be that. An 11 to 1 victory. Nola, for his part, easy night for Nola. Seven innings, one earned, seven strikeouts, one hit, th- or three hits, one walk, as Nola was just brilliant. No issues for Aaron Nola, and he didn't even need to be as brilliant as he was because the bats had his back and again look um i I know that we we like to joke around a little bit and overreact but um obviously just it's one game it's only been one game since charlie's back and 
There's still 42 left to play, and we need to see. They're not going to score double digits every night, I don't think. But we need to see this sustained. You know, we need to see this this hitting, this level of offense sustained. But, man, for a first night back, for an instant, immediate impact, Charlie Manuel had one. And I don't know if it was maybe just the, the shakeup that the lineup needed. Maybe Charlie got here and said, Bryce, I've been watching you. You've been doing this. Why don't you try that? Maybe he talked to everybody and was able to actually impart some hitting knowledge on day one. But whatever it was, man, it has worked immediately. And now the Phillies have won two of the first two games of this series against the Cubs. The series is over. They've won it. They have a chance to sweep tonight. We'll get to that game later on, but more from last night down at Citizens Bank Park. Just so many reasons for optimism. First and foremost, just the way this team came out. Again, runs in the first, the second, and by the third inning, it was 10 to nothing. The way they kind of came out on fire. For the new hitting coach, Charlie Manuel, in that dugout, clearly made a difference for this team. And again, look, I, I think it's, you know, one game. You're not going to say, oh, Charlie's turned the season around. But it's impossible not to acknowledge that the Bats had some action last night that we haven't seen in a little while. And, and that they were just on. And they were feeling it. And there was a, an excitement to the lineup. There was an everybody hits type of mentality. And... Going up against a good pitcher, we all know Cole is great, and 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 Cole a a really nice reception in his return gets a standing ovation when he takes the mound when he comes to bat, and boy were those standing ovations deserved. Cole Hamill's first time back on the field in another team's uniform, and that's one of two World Series MVPs in the history of the franchise. That, that's it. I can't put it any more simply than that. No one. Potentially no one deserves that standing ovation more than Cole Hamels, or at least few people do. And Hamels got it. It was nice to see it. Unfortunately for Cole, six innings doesn't get out of the third inning. Doesn't even get an out in the third inning. So a rough return to Philly for Cole. But outside of that part of it, and, and that's that's the breaks when you're on the opposite team as far as we're concerned. But uh, I, really nice to see Cole back and to see the reception he got. But... Man, the Phillies didn't give him any breaks in that return. They jumped on him early, jumped on him quick. And it's going to be really fascinating to see if this becomes a thing. If, if this lineup all of a sudden, if, if Charlie coming in here and a combination of Charlie's hitting prowess, his ability to teach it to other people, for people to implement and understand what he's saying and utilize that, and just the combination of Charlie being back, of, of the front office making such a bold move at this point in the season to fire John Maley, to bring back the most beloved manager in the history of the franchise, the last guy to win a World Series here, a guy who every player on that team knows, you know, and, and not just knows him personally, but knows of Charlie Manuel. Charlie Manuel is an important figure in this city in terms of baseball. So I think the excitement of him being back on the team has to add a spark, right? I mean, it has to. It has to make some sort of difference, and I think we saw that last night. Combine that with Charlie's ability to teach the the art of hitting. As I said yesterday, and I, I believe to my core, there are maybe a handful of people on this planet who know hitting as well as Charlie Manuel. Maybe. Few people know hitting as well as Charlie Manuel, and few people have the ability to teach it. To people like Charlie Manuel does. One of the, you know, a great hitting coach for the Cleveland Indians before becoming a manager. Someone who's always talked hitting. Someone who's, you know, that that's what Charlie's made his bones on, is, is hitting and understanding hitting and teaching hitting. And um, 
man, for one night it's working. And again, it's one night. I don't want to get too carried away. And, and there is, you know, an element of, of having fun with the idea that Charlie's back. But to just completely ignore it, I think, would be silly too. They put up an 11 spot last night. This is a team that has just absolutely been abysmal offensively and certainly hasn't poured it on like that. Poured it on. It was 11 to nothing by the sixth inning, 10 nothing by the third inning. Just a game where they handled a really good baseball team. The Cubs, a playoff team. The Phillies handled them. And I think you have to give a lot of credit to I think you give a lot of credit to Charlie, and I think you give a lot of credit to John Middleton for, for making this move. And I think with what we've heard from Matt Klentak, from Kabler over the few first uh, you know, last couple of days, and uh, Matt Gelb coming out with a really good story on the athletic about it. Um, it's very clear that this was a, a predominantly a John Middleton decision. That that John Middleton said, "All right, it's time," and that Middleton and Charlie have a great relationship. And and we'll get to what Charlie had to say. But part of the reason he took the job is because he felt he owed it to John Middleton. And I think you have to give credit to Middleton. And and look, I think you could also say, "Why didn't this happen months ago?" I think that's a fair issue, a fair complaint, because John Maley had really no success with this team in terms of hitting over the last two years in terms of implementing a philosophy. Basically, every single player's gotten worse, as we've talked about. Every hitter's gotten worse since they've come here. When they leave here, guys like Carlos Santana go and be all-stars again and and all that. So um, I I think if you want to quibble with with this move, you, you say... Why did it take to the only 44 games left in the season for you to fire John Maley? I think that is a really fair criticism of the situation. But ultimately, in the situation we're in now, I think Middleton deserves credit. He, he made the move. And I think, you know, you could also say that Middleton trusted Klentak up until this point and then said, all right, I'm jumping in. And we've talked a lot. We saw it with the Bryce Harper thing, too. You know, that was um, a situation where Middleton got involved. And generally, I'm not a... A huge fan of owners getting involved in organizational type stuff, but in this case, I think Middleton was dead right. And again, I would have fired Maley months ago. You've heard as much on this show. So finally, they make the move, and it's clearly providing a spark, at least for one night, and you feel like that spark will continue. A, because just having Charlie back, the excitement of that, it brings him excitement to the club. And, and also, when, and as we talked about yesterday, kind of the dichotomy between not investing in the club at the trade deadline, basically the front office saying to the players on the team, hey, we believe in you, but we only believe in you enough to go get Jason Vargas and to pick up some guys off the scrap heap. So we don't really believe in you. There's that, but then now on the flip side, John Milton comes in and says, well, I believe in you guys, and I'm firing someone, a prominent member of this coaching staff, and bringing back a legend despite what it might mean for Gabe Kapler, despite how uncomfortable it might be for Gabe Kapler to have one of his guys fired and and the the most successful manager in the franchise's history brought in to be a hitting coach, Middleton said, I don't care about any of that stuff. It's go time. Something has to happen, and props to him for doing that. So um, I think on that end, you, you have to give a lot of credit and then I think on the other end, you give a lot of credit to Charlie for being willing to do it and coming in and, and, and being Charlie. And again, clearly, whether it's just a spark, whether it's um, something more, you know, for one night it mattered. And you hope that that continues moving forward. The Phillies now at 62 and 58, still out of the wild card, but, but climbing up, getting closer as, uh, you know, a big win last night, big series win against the Cubs. The chance to sweep would be huge, but 
I think right now for the first time in a while, for the first time in what feels like longer than a, than a month and a half or so, but about a month and a half, for the first time in a month and a half, I think you feel damn good about this team. And, and damn good means the chance to get a wild card. Uh, I think you feel that, hey, all we've been saying this whole time is if the offense can turn it around, they can, they can get a wild card. That's it. It's that simple. It's been that simple. The fact that they're four games over 500 with the staff they've had shows that with a struggling offense, they are even this good a team. If this offense can be what we saw last night or, or some amalgamation of what we saw last night on a consistent basis, they can make a wild card game. They could really get a playoff spot and, and maybe make damage. Maybe, you know, win a couple games. I mean, that that's absolutely not out of the question. And again, I, I think that prior to last night's game, if you had asked me, will this team make the playoffs? I would have still said no. Today, I'm not ready to say they're going to make the playoffs, but I feel a lot more optimistic. And I, again, I know it's only one game. I don't want to get carried away with it, but... It's also impossible to ignore what we saw last night. It's impossible to ignore what bringing Charlie back could mean, what the ceiling of that type of move is, and the idea that that they're right there. They're right there. And all the teams surrounding them are flawed. Again, I, I don't... I'm not saying I have 100% confidence in this Phillies team again all of a sudden. They are still a very flawed team. We know the issues with the staff. We know the bullpen injuries, the issues. And we know that it's just one night of an offense that has been among the five worst in baseball since the All-Star break. And that is not hyperbole. They have legitimately been one of the worst offenses in the sport since the All-Star break. So you can't overreact too much to one night. But I do think you have to feel more positive today. There's no way you can't. What we saw last night was exciting. It was fun. And it was exactly what you wanted to see with Charlie back. You wanted to see a different approach. Players attacking balls. Players going after stuff. And that's what we saw immediately. And again, it takes time for these things to really coalesce and and for it to really make a difference. But last night, it mattered. They looked different. Again, against a really good baseball team. So while one game does not a season make, I do think that you can feel positive. I think it's okay to look at last night's game and say, hey, I feel better about the Phillies today. I'm not there yet. I'm not saying they're winning anything, but I feel better. I feel like better about this team today. And that's exciting. And it's okay to feel that way. And again, look, it could just be one night. Maybe it's the spark of Charlie back in the dugout for one night matter, and then it won't pass that. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Maybe the spark part, who knows, but I think that the the Charlie Manuel hitting coach part won't hurt. It's better than John Maley. Charlie Manuel is a billion percent a better hitting coach than John Maley. That's it, period. End of story. So, I don't know how it couldn't help. And after one night, you have to feel bullish. Again, with the caveat that it was one night and that we're not going overboard, but I do think it's okay to, to, to wake up today think about the Phillies and say, all right, for the first time in a while, I'm feeling a little bit of optimism, just a touch, a little bit more than I felt yesterday. And hopefully they can start to build on that. Maybe go on a run. Wouldn't that be such a crazy thought? Uh, But hey, with Charlie back, it, it feels like the world's our oyster again. And hopefully 
That feeling continues. All right, coming up, we will look at what Charlie had to say prior to the game yesterday about his return. And then, of course, look ahead to what's coming up tonight. Game three of the series, the Phillies, a chance to sweep the Chicago Cubs. How crazy would that be? Uh, Also, some injury news as uh, a guy who's been hurt and gotten it out might not be able to gut it out anymore. All that and more is coming up next. It is Phillies today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies today. James Seltzer coming up in a minute. We'll look at what Charlie had to say prior to the game yesterday about his return to Philly and what it means moving forward. We'll also look ahead to tonight's game against the Cubs. First roster move yesterday as the Phillies. Logan Morrison brought up left-handed hitter. Logan Morrison killing it in AAA this year. A former um, really nice player for the Marlins uh, for a while. Had a nice year with Minnesota a couple years ago. Has been bouncing around AAA, but crushing baseballs in AAA. Uh, similar um, type of feel to this move, to the Brad Miller move, who was also crushing it in AAA, but unable to latch onto a team. Morrison up. We'll see what Morrison has a chance to do. Got a pinch hit spot last night. Didn't do anything with it, but um, Logan Morrison is a nice lefty bat. We'll see. I, I, I don't think he'll hurt you. And with Dickerson, uh, you know, the, the hit on the hand the other night, we'll see what happens with that. Certainly didn't look good. He hasn't been moved to the IL yet or anything, but um, I think Lomo... Uh, Logan Morrison, a, a bit of diggers and insurance potentially as well. But the corresponding roster move, Jake Arietta, finally to the IL, quote-unquote probably going to get surgery and shut it down. It's not a definitive thing yet, but it is likely that we have seen the last of Jake Arietta this season. And again, while I appreciate him trying to gut it out, I also um, I don't think losing Jake Arietta is going to submarine this team season it'll be interesting to see who they bring up or what they do whether it's david jones whether they do something crazy and bring spencer howard up i wouldn't be shocked a little shocked but not completely shocked but uh regardless they don't have a fifth starter now so so that'll be interesting to see what they decide to do there um but regardless i think um the end of the season for arietta if it does play out that way which it really seems like it's going to um it's a shame in the sense that Arietta continues to just be a disappointment for what they signed him for, but um, also I don't think a huge loss uh, with the way he was pitching and just trying to gut it out. But um, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. But it very much seems like Jake Arietta has pitched his last game this season. All right, back to Charlie last night. The awesome return to Philadelphia. Fans chanting his name last night. Charlie chants breaking out during the game, which – uh, I think it was John Johnson tweeted it. Uh, has, has any hitting coach ever had their name chanted in a major league stadium before? <laughs> I can't think of any. It's a great question, and uh, could be a first time. Could be the first time the hitting coach has ever gotten chance of his name. Uh, pretty cool. Also enjoyed the broadcast, by the way. I know some people didn't love it, but um, the Tom McCarthy, Ben Davis, um, and uh, those guys were broadcasting, and John Crock broadcasting from the front row over the dugout. I thought it was a neat thing. I ate a lot of food, a lot of a uh, lot of shots of that and, and stuff like that, but um, I, I thought it was a neat thing to do, and I thought it was a fun broadcast. All right, Charlie. Spoke to reporters prior to the game. Todd Zalecki did a nice job of putting it all together on MLB.com, but um, Emmanuel had some things to say about his return. He asked about his return. He said, I'm excited about it. I think it's a challenge. I like that. I've never been scared of anything like that, especially when it comes to hitting. It's one of my favorite things to talk about, and I'm looking forward to it. We know that, Charlie. You will always talk about hitting whenever you can. Uh, He said, it boiled down to the fact that I work for the Phillies. 
I definitely felt like I should take the position. It's one of my strong suits, which we all agree with. Charlie goes on to say, I know the players. I've been in spring training. I sit and watch the games every day, which I said yesterday. I said, Charlie, he's been on the midday show a few times over the last few years, and he watches the games intently. He is locked in. He is always able to talk about any question the guys throw at him, and he clearly is locked in, so that is definitely true. He says, if I'm not here at the ballpark, I'm watching them on TV or on my phone. I see most or all of their bats. I feel like I know a lot about them. I like the Phillies. I like the people I work for. I love the fans. I can't believe how good I get treated here. The Phillies pay me. I didn't feel like I should turn down somebody that wanted me, and I'm already working for them. Really just great to hear. Charlie's just such a good dude. Um, that, that sense of oath and duty still there. Manuel went on to say, I'm 75 years old. I don't think anything bothers me anymore. That's what I think. This job here, I got a good way of doing it. I still get a kick out of watching good baseball. I'd love for us to get to the playoffs and actually win another World Series. Me too, Charlie. Tell him. He says, any way I can help, I want to do that. I'm going to do everything I can to possibly improve this team. He also said, um, also interesting side note too, as um, was asked about the managing thing, of course, and the Kapler situation. Charlie pretty much shot that down. He said, I'm not interested in managing. I'll make that clear to you right now. I'm not interested in managing at all. Something would have to be re- go really big for me to change my mind. I'm 75 years old. I still think I can talk hitting, and I think I can get somebody to put the ball on the tee and things like that. Managing is not in my vocabulary or forte at all. He went on to say, it's just till the end of the season. We didn't talk about anything else, just about hitting till the end of the season, and that's fine with me. That's the way I like it, really. Um and that's fine. You know, I think that that's the right thing for Charlie to say. You know, you can't submarine Gabe. And, you know, he has to say he's not interested in managing. And he has to say it's a short-term thing. And Matt Klentag made it very clear it's a short-term thing. But you never know. Look, if they, if they go nuts, it's going to be hard for anyone to want to get rid of Charlie. And, and then again, of course, Charlie's going to have to want to do things. So uh, it should be interesting. In terms of uh, the old school, new, the new school thing, Charlie also commented on that. He said, I don't think I'll have any problems. I know what a launch angle is. I know what my version of a launch angle is. I like that. He said, everyone has a different way of saying things and presenting them. I'm a basic guy and a conventional style teacher. What I say, ba- what I say basic, I'm a top to bottom hitter. I have a simple approach to the plate that would be my perfect example of a swing. But the best and biggest part about it is that I work with that guy's talent. And I love that. I think the best coaches in any sport are coaches who tailor their coaching to the talent those guys have. One size doesn't fit all when it comes to this stuff. And I think that's a really astute thing for Charlie to notice and to talk about. Uh, last part, Charlie said, it gets back to know thyself, of course, this classic phrase. I think I know every swing in baseball. Really, I think that. I believe that. Definitely as a hitting coach or as a baseball guy, I think I'm proven. And I hope you don't take that as bragging or anything because I'm not. And he's right. It's true. He says, baseball is a funny game, and I just happen to land here today. That's how I look at it. I have a job to do, and I'm going to set out to do it. I love Charlie Manuel. I love that approach. I love that philosophy. Everything he says I agree with. And uh, I think he's going to do a great job. And and last night, obviously, a great start. But I think that we are in for a, a fun last 43 games because Charlie Manuel's here. 42 games because Charlie Manuel's here. And I think he's going to make a difference. I don't know if they make the playoffs or not. Again, I, I'm more optimistic than I was. But um, I definitely think that Manuel will make a difference. I think we're seeing it already. And I think his approach and the way he goes about hitting and teaching hitting is going to matter. Tonight! A chance to sweep the series. Drew Smiley takes the hill again. Has pitched well at home for the most part. Hopefully, other than that White Sox start, hopefully 
we can get a good one from Smiley. He'll take on you, Darvish. He's had a nice season. Figured out his walk issues. He's pitching much better since coming back from injury. So that should be a big one. Interesting one. The Phillies have a chance to sweep the Chicago Cubs. This is a team that hasn't won a series in what feels like months, but has really been weeks. But, you know, coming off a loss to the White Sox a series, losing to Arizona in a series, and losing to the Giants in a series, this would be a really big one. They've already won it. If they could sweep it, that'd be a big, big deal. Because after that, coming to town, you got the San Diego Padres, then you got Boston at Miami, home versus Pittsburgh, and home versus the Mets. A nice run here, and then the Reds. So this is a spot where the Phillies, theoretically, new hitting coach, they could go on a run here. If they could sweep the Cubs, maybe get a little momentum, a little confidence, it could go a long way towards that. So hopefully, Smiley can get the job done tonight either way. We'll be back to talk about it all tomorrow, heading into the weekend, preview the Padres series, and a whole lot more. So until then, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.